Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. This is Alex and this is not our Monday show. This is our Tuesday show due to a holiday in the US, but it is July 5th, 2022 and we have quite a lot to do. So let's get into it. Let's start with markets this morning, taking a look at stocks. They are mostly up in Asia. They are mostly lower in Europe, and they are set to fall at the open of regular trading here in the U.S. Now, each week we talk about movements, and I'm sure it sounds a little bit abstract. So what's the real result of all the market changes that we've seen? Well, today, the Nasdaq 100 is at 11,523 points as of pre-market trading. How high has it been in the last year? Well, it peaked at 16,764. That's about a 31% drawdown, so we are deep into bear market territory. What this means is that if you see the NASDAQ drop another half point or a point, sure, that's annoying, but it's also adding to a very, very long-term slide. That's not good. From stocks to the blockchain, what is going on in the world of crypto? Well, the massive sell-off that we have seen in recent weeks appears to have paused or at least leveled out for the moment. In the last 24 hours, ETH did recover a little bit more than Bitcoin, but they're both still pretty low compared to recent market highs. Anyways, now that the NFT market has cooled to the point of being boring to watch, well, what else do we care about? What can we track at night? Well, tracking the market cap race between stablecoins, USDC, and Tether is proving to be good fun. Why? Well, Tether is going down in terms of dollars in the market, and USDC is kind of going up. So we could see a flip, or as the crypto kids say, a flippening, of which stable coin pegged the US dollar will have the largest market cap on the blockchain. It's a race. It'll be fun. Let's talk about China. Now, note that the country is emerging from a period of incredibly harsh lockdowns to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. And I'm not going to get into the COVID-19 policies of China this morning. You have your own view about that. It's fine. But we are seeing some early rumbles from the country in the last couple of days about more cases popping up. And if you care about the technology supply chain, venture capital, and the most populous country on the planet and the like, well, it's something to keep an eye on. Which makes news, recent news really, that Sequoia Capital's China affiliate is reportedly raising $9 billion in fresh capital to back the country's tech companies across all stages. Rather interesting. And TC writes that it was a 50% oversubscribed venture capital vehicle. So they had up to $12 billion in capital chose to raise nine. Sequoia is, of course, one of the better known American startup investing shops and it has huge affiliates in both India and China. So why do we really care about Sequoia Capital China raising so much new money? Well, because venture capital activity in China is slowing and part of that is due to COVID-19 lockdowns. Crunchbase News reported earlier this year that, quote, first quarter venture funding in China came in at 13.6 billion, a 50% decline from Q4 21 and a 40% drop year to year. Sequoia Capital China is therefore raising a material percentage of the total capital that the Chinese venture capital market will absorb in the next 12 months. And so, you know, what's going on here? Well, this is what you do if you think you can deploy an ocean of funds at depressed prices in a market that will recover in time. Bold? Sure. Risky? Absolutely. More COVID-19 lockdowns could be on. You've seen a regulatory crackdown from the Chinese government. So yes, it is a risk. But what else is venture capital actually for? So here's a contrarian bet. I'm here for it. From China, let's turn our lens over to India. According to venture intelligence data cited by the India Times, venture capital activity and funding into Indian startups fell 37% in Q2 of this year to $6.9 billion. Now, $6.9 billion, not that bad. It's quite a lot of money, but it was down from $11 billion in the first quarter of this year. 
And that sharp decline means that we are potentially looking at both of the largest markets for venture capital and startup activity in Asia to be slowing at the same time. And yes, the venture capital market is now global, which means we have to collect an accurate aggregate picture of what's going on. And that requires a look at every region in pretty granular fashion. So if you don't like hearing about what's going on in Europe, Latin America, Africa, Asia, whatever, well, you're just going to have a very incomplete picture. So yes, we will cover Silicon Valley. We will cover Sunnyvale, but we're going to also look around the world. And speaking of India, well, there's more drama between Twitter, the American social network, and India, the enormous country. I'm going to quote here. This is from TechCrunch. Twitter has sued the Indian government to challenge some of its takedown orders, a source familiar with the matter told TechCrunch, further escalating the tension between the American social giant and New Delhi. In its lawsuit filed Tuesday in high court, Twitter alleges that New Delhi has abused its power by ordering it to remove several tweets from its platform. The lawsuit follows a rough year and a half for Twitter in India, a key overseas market for the firm, where it has been asked to take down hundreds of accounts and tweets, many of which critics argue were objected to because they denounced the Indian government's policies and Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Now, we don't have time to get deep into Indian politics this morning, but the government is increasingly pushing things around in the country, and it's good to see Twitter fight back against censorship. Don't forget that the Indian government sent police to Twitter's offices last year in what Twitter called intimidation. But as Manish Singh writes for TechCrunch, however, there is another wrinkle at play. I'm going to quote again. It's unclear if the new lawsuit will have any impact on Twitter's proposed acquisition by Elon Musk. Musk's Tesla has been attempting to enter the Indian market for several years, but wants the government to let it first sell and service imported cars. So when in doubt, there's always an Elon Musk lurking somewhere in the news. We found him. There you go. There's your Where's Waldo for the day. Last week, we had the Chaos Roundup. This time, we're going to have a series of quick hits because we are coming off a long weekend and we want to make sure that you are caught up. So, first of all, a Chinese police database may have been compromised, potentially leading to a huge leak of data on potentially 1 billion people. There are some early confirmations that the data is, in fact, genuine. But, of course, with anything of this scale, grains of salt, you know what to do. The Chinese government is, however, censoring discussion of the matter in the country, though... They would probably do that anyways, even if the leak wasn't real. So eh, we'll have to see. Keep your eyes on this one. Next up is Vald, a crypto exchange headquartered in Singapore. It has halted withdrawals. This led to the Binance leader CZ mocking venture capital-backed companies, which I thought was hysterical and kind of yet one more A16Z diss in the crypto world. Shade. Anyways, I hear that Vald is popular in India, which matters because the country recently added a 1% tax to the sale and transfer of crypto assets in excess of 10,000 Indian rupees, or about 127 bucks, according to investing.com. And that tax came in on July 1st, after which trading volumes in the country are sharply down on crypto exchanges. So bad news followed by bad news there. One thing more to keep your eyes on. And we're going to close with some good news. We have two bits of good news for you this morning. First of all, UK-based Oxford Quantum Circuits is announcing a 38 million pound funding round that's going to fuel its contribution to the quantum computing market, according to our own Ingrid London. Our vision is seamless quantum access, says Alana Wisby, the company's CEO. We are seeing more and more activity inside the quantum computing space, and I am not sure if it's going to wind up like self-driving cars where the endpoint's always slightly further out than we'd like, but it's good to see more capital flowing into this particular space, especially in a post-Brexit UK. And sticking to good news, well, there is a new climate fund out there. TechCrunch Hire, a new TechCrunch Hire, Paul Sawyers, I should say, reports that in 2021 alone, some $40 billion was invested across more than 600 climate tech deals, a trend that is seemingly continuing into 2022, with capital plowed into startups combating the climate crisis. The latest fund kind of putting this capital into the market is called Climentum Capital, 
which today announced the first close of its inaugural 150 million euro fund, which is designed to help curb CO2 emissions. Good. And also, quote, accelerate Europe's green transition, according to the company. So I love the name. Feels very American, much more than European. But why do we care about a climate fund? Well, given that Europe is currently struggling with fossil fuel prices in a geopolitical context, more capital for green tech in that region is hardly a bad idea. And that is our show for this fine Tuesday morning. Recall that we are not live this week, but will be the Thursday after next. So equity is coming out Wednesday, coming out Friday back to our regular schedule next week, including a live show. Don't forget, you can follow Equity on Twitter, where we tweet under the handle Equity Pond. You can follow myself. I tweet under the handle Alex. All that. We'll talk to you soon. Stay safe.